can either own your things or your things can own you. From cars to clothes to beauty and success, the pursuit to obtain finer things in life is common. But when is that pursuit dangerous? The film we're talking about today does an amazing job at showcasing the insanity one can go through while keeping up with the Joneses. Mary Heron's 2000 horror satire, American Psycho. The movie takes place in 1980s New York, revolving its story around a group of young wealthy businessmen who live in constant competition trying to see who can outdo one another. The story's lead character, Patrick Bateman, cracks under the pressures of fitting into a social circle that is so ambitious. I think everyone can relate with this movie to some degree. It's one of those films that points a mirror at you and makes you think a little. It had a quiet opening at the box office making $34 million, but throughout the years it has been discovered by many and it has reached cult status. The cast, the soundtrack, the dialogue, there are so many elements that make this an amazing movie and I can't wait to jump into all of them. Some boys and girls, wherever you're listening from, I thank you for being here for the season three finale of Sloppy Horror Podcast. I hope you've returned your videotapes because it's finally time. Without any further introduction, it's time to get in too deep with American Psycho. Boom! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I'm your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey. And back for another week, clapping them cheeks, the best producer in the whole wide world, Mr. Ozark Mark. Ozark, how are we doing this evening? Hola, hello, good afternoon, good evening, welcome ladies and gentlemen, we are back up in this bitch once again, it's the Sloppy Horror Podcast and it's a special little episode like we have these every once in a while, it is a season finale, season three, yes indeed. That's so it's, right. Uh, so you know we got a good one today. Um, you might have guessed it right on TikTok if you uh, follow us on there. I'm sure you could. There was a lot of hints in that. But uh, Mr. Christian Ramey, why don't you do us the honor and tell us exactly what we're talking about today, even though they already know because they clicked on the episode. But Mr. might have played randomly. You never know here. Mr. Ozark, we are talking about Mary Heron's 2000 film American Psycho starring Christian Bale. I got to say. I got to say, this is one of my favorite movies. Who the fuck's walking around back there? (laughs) (laughs) There are an enormous amount of quotes in this movie. There is. There's an enormous amount of great parts. Um, I mean, just to top it all off or start it off, I mean, what a performance by Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, This is probably my favorite performance by him out of any of his movies. That says a lot because he's a great actor. He is a great actor, and he really shows it in this movie right here, American Psycho, back here in Made in 2000, right? Yeah, 21 uh, years old. That's that's nuts. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I I always like to see people who aren't horror actors mainly take on the role of some of these, and they usually turn out great. And uh, I tell you what, this this, uh, man, Christian Bale, killed it. In this role, I'll say right off the top, because like his between his facial expressions, his lines, his, his yes. body language, line everything. I mean, he. I firmly believe, without a doubt, watching this, I fall into it right away. This man is truly a psycho. Oh, and, he is a psychopath, and and you know, just kind of to lead us into this. I don't know. It's really strange because 
I feel young and old at the same time. I'm in my 30s, so we're in that weird age. So I don't know how many people have seen this movie or haven't. I know big horror nerds know this movie. So if you haven't, like in a nutshell, Christian Bale, he's a character in this movie. His name's Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman is a successful businessman, like a Wall Street kind of guy. He's in with a cool gang of guys. He's uh, in his 20s. He's very successful, has a great place. He's, I mean, he looks like he's chiseled out of wood. He has this, you know, on paper, perfect life, but he has these crazy urges. And it's the whole movie really is a giant metaphor for, like, keeping up with the Jones in America, just, like, trying to stay on top of everything and how that can drive one crazy, and how a killer could be just amongst us. So it's a great flick if you haven't seen it, but the reason we picked this, initially, I think Ozark and I kind of wanted to do the Fear Streets, but watching them, it was, I don't know if we could have did a whole hour episode on those. Like, we could have, but it would have been hard for me to really... Um... Well, well, to me, I'll just straight say, I didn't mind the Fear Streets at all, mm-hmm. but it's hard to talk about um, a movie for an hour like we usually do on something to me that's not really rewatchable doesn't have any rewatchability it's a great one and done good for good if there's something you need to watch mm-hmm. kills were great all that stuff but you know just the story didn't resonate with me it wasn't that interesting like i almost fell asleep I, during, I almost fell asleep during the third one i agree i didn't i didn't hate them though i don't regret watching them i feel the same way man it's like the older flicks, I mean, we've seen them so many times that it's not hard for us to talk about, but a movie that just came out, obviously, if you're hip to the show, we do our ratings at the end of the episode, and what, that maybe takes 10 minutes. So what we were going to do was just have an episode of ratings and just go bam, 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 but I don't, I kind of grouped the movies together as one whole, and I don't know if I could have put a whole hour together without being, like, too negative, and, like, I didn't want to, like end up just having a whole episode where I'm like preaching older horror movies and just being like, back in my day, we would have pictures at the movie show. Like, I didn't want to be that guy. And I was like, it's it's kind of a spicy week. I feel like there was a full moon. I mean, everybody's been tense this week. Even at my work, everywhere in the world, people are tense. And I was like, man, let's go with the movie Ozark and I both fucking love and have seen a million times I, I think even you, fuck man, this is this is probably your top three horror fl- films. Yeah, this is this is one I enjoy a lot. It's um, <laughs> just, I enjoy the whole movie. I enjoy the Patrick Bateman character, mm-hmm. his his dialogue, his uh, just all of his interactions. Yeah, it's it's. I look forward to the next scene in the movie. And it's just one of those movies, man. It makes it it, it puts me in a better mood complete you know believe it or not that's what best thing about movies is is you could put on a horror movie if you're a horror fan put it on you're in a better mood (laughs) dude like even like the opening of this movie it shows because this was like based like in the 80s and the 80s was like the decade of excess and that's when like materialism really was at its top and capitalism almost like just to the point where brandism i should say everybody wanted the top brands Food presentation mattered. Like, all these things were... People were trying to be very cultured. And this whole movie, uh, each of these guys are trying to be so cultured. They're trying to be so smart about worldly affairs, about music, about movies, about restaurants, about clothing, about cars. And it's the whole thing. They're like teenage girls, 
all of them. And they're like just so petty and keeping up with each other. If you're familiar with the the movie, you're just one of the great scenes is the business card scene. But even in the beginning, like right when it opens up and like they're all sitting down and they're just kind of talking shit back and forth to each other. And that dude comes in, and he says, these bathrooms aren't good to do coke in. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he sits down like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <it> just, <laughs> like, he's like, I, I fucking hate this restaurant. He says, this is a woman's restaurant. <laughs> and the dude sits down like, you can't do coke in these bathrooms. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what, I still haven't got all my favorite parts down to a T. Like you have, like I, again, I've been so busy this week. I haven't had the ability to rewatch the film again, like before we talk about it. But you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I, so familiar with it. We could just go ahead and do it. But that business card scene. So for the, I'll, I'll illustrate it as if you haven't seen it. Everybody's competing to have the coolest thing, and these guys all have business cards, and the business cards are like the coolest fucking thing. It really matters, and they like showing each other their new ones. Like, check out my business card. It's eggshell with a watermark, and that's this such and such font, you know. And they're all like, oh, oh yeah. Well, nice, check out mine, Johnson. <laughs> it's a nice looking card there. Yeah. Let's see, let's see Paul Allen's card, dude. <laughs> Christian Bale, he like. It's so funny because he's like dying inside as these people are pulling out their badass business cards. He does great of like showing it too, like <laughs> letting you know that he's dying inside. Like, have you, you seen the you remake? Know, no, I have not seen. There's a remake. Oh, dude, there's somebody has. I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to hear what you have to say, but there's a YouTube video <laughs> where somebody took the business cards, yeah. but they just swapped them with Pokemon cards. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, oh, dude. I don't know who did that, but thank you for doing that. Yes. If you listen to our show, sometimes, fucking thank you. I really hate the internet a lot, but sometimes, man, it's it's... Thank God for the internet. For he like, like pulled out like a Charizard. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back to it. I mean, Christian Bale, he, you're right. He's like dying inside and he's really good at going from psychopath showing it to just fake. Like he just like that instantly from his facial expressions, like sweating and staring. His dialogue sucks you in like a motherfucker. And you know, people are related that's so relatable too. It's like if you ever like uh there's one scene where I think uh it was after he kills uh Paul Allen. Yes. And he's carrying him out in a bag. Jared Leto played him, great actor as well. Mm-hmm. And he's dragging him to the taxi and he <laughs> somebody uh you know, catches him like, Oh, hey Patrick. Yeah, oh that guy <laughs> that he's I, like, God damn it. Why? <laughs> what that that character had a girlfriend though, but he was clearly a gay character. I don't know if that was like saying something because he was like in the eighties, so he couldn't Pro- like be out like or probably. But he does his facial. If you pay attention to his facial expressions, some of these scenes, it makes me laugh so hard because you know when you run into somebody in public that you don't <laughs> want to fucking talk to. I know. I hate that. <laughs> you have that same feeling and that same fucking look on your face. Where'd you get that bag? It's fucking Gucci. He walks away. <laughs> Paul Gautier. Yeah, Paul Gautier. <laughs> walks away. <laughs> Patrick, you're sweating. <laughs> Why was that guy like that? Like, I, I don't know. Was he supposed to be straight? Like, I'm totally okay with him being a, a gay character, but I just, I felt like that guy had a girlfriend the whole time, right? And then, like, because he, he was smashing his girlfriend. Patrick was smashing dude's girlfriend. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was gay, but he tried to come on to Patrick. 
Yeah, he Remember? did. He, he tried to grab kiss his her. throat. He's like, oh, Patrick. And then he, Patrick, he's about to kill him. He's like, <laughs> why here? What, what the fuck is going on? Like, he, he just walks away <laughs> like he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> he turned around all, why here, Patrick, of all places? <laughs> 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 oh, man, that's good. And I, I think, too, it's fair to lay out and illustrate the fact that there is a lot of ambiguity regarding the ending of this movie. It's very confusing, and not a lot of people um, understand it. So I do kind of want to lay down both theories of how it could be, because even the director, uh, Mary Heron, I, I listened to her podcast on like, uh, or it, well, it's not her podcast, but she was on Eli Roth's History of Horror, and she was just kind of talking how it's, I think that he did kill those people. So at the end, what happens is, well, yeah, to he makes go, a f- go, phone. Go th- I'm sorry, just yeah, go through this because like as many as times as I watch this movie and the ending, it can go either way, and sure. I really don't know which one to pick or so, believe. I think it's left to be like that to be open, but what the way that I see it is. So he goes through, he's killing all these people, he has these urges, you could see him snapping the whole movie, and then at the end of the movie, he, like, makes a phone call, he's, like, losing his shit, and he's telling every, he tells this guy, like, look, I've killed all these fucking people, they're, you know, I'm done for, yada yada, and then, like, the next day, he sees this guy at business dinner, and he's like, oh, I got that voicemail, man, that was crazy, blah, 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 and then, um... At the end, it shows Patrick like flipping through this comic book where there's all these illustrations. So it meant like it almost led you to believe that could have been fantasy. And it is open to interpret that way, that it didn't happen. But the way that I see it is like he has this perfect life and like he's a perfect guy. He's managed to conquer everything, like the, the top peak status in America. And he did these horrible fucking things. And he told people. And he couldn't get caught. Nobody fucking cared. No. Because he was such a good, what you're supposed to be in society. Yeah. That nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. And that, like, that's such a form of, like, expression and, like, that's such a metaphor. And usually I'm not very deep. I, I don't like think pieces or deep horror movies. But thinking about that, that is pretty clever. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, this was a, this is definitely kind of a it, it's a thinker piece and it's not a thinker piece at the same time because you can watch this mindlessly and and enjoy every scene like I yes. mainly do, but that part always gets me at the end. He's like, "Fuck!" Like, did he really? I think because I'm with you. I really think he does. It seems like he did kill those people, but no matter what he does, nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit because he's a good guy. Like he's a quote on paper good guy. He's yeah. got this great job. He's super handsome. He's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. So nobody gives a fuck. They're just like, ha <laughs> Dude, some of my favorite parts are the uh, interaction with his fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Every guy has felt that way at some point with some kind of significant other. Like when they're at the uh, uh, Christmas party, for example, and she walks up, she's got like a pig or something, and, and Christian Bale's just standing there. He's got dopey ear antlers on. Could tell he doesn't want to be there because no guy ever wants to go to his girlfriend's or wife's boss's whatever it is Christmas party so he's just stuck there <laughs> she's like Chris, I didn't see you walk in it's like no I've been here for a while you just haven't seen me <laughs> it's always the music things that get me because this movie um, I'm not going to lie to you <clears throat> I, I love discussing these characters these iconic characters because how many characters have we said there's a little of him in all of us there's a little Art the Clown in all of us there's a little Pennywise in all of us. There's a little Jack Torrance in all of us. They're most definitely 
there most definitely is a little Patrick Bateman and every one of us. And I really identify with this because whatever, I'm not pretentious, but whatever. I keep up with shit. I mean, Mark, you know what it's like. You hit the gym all the fucking time. You don't live in some bullshit house or drive a bullshit car. You keep up with it. So, you know, it's tiring. And I'm that way with music and horror movies, obviously. So like watching him when he's like, you like Phil Collins? This album was more of his deeper album back with Genesis. Like, you know, he's like pontificating and everybody's just like, Jesus Christ, dude. And you're like, yeah, that's I get I get that face all the time. <laughs> so I feel it, man. I really love his like uh, it's like not even like he wants to do it. He's not enjoying telling you this. It's like a tick of his. Yeah. He wants to fit in. He yeah. wants to appear like, hey, I'm I'm cool. I'm I'm accepted. He and, says it in the in the taxi cab when his headphones are on. He's like, because I want to fit. In. I want people to like me. <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. And it's like, even though nobody point blank says shit like that, um, everybody wants to be liked to a degree. There are people like you and I who will be old curmudgeons who we really don't need a lot of people to like enjoy us. Like as long as we have like a base family, <laughs> like a, I need someone to lay in bed with me generally to love me. That's fine. But like even if... I think you could you could live in a cabin, Mark. I think you could like Grizzly Adams it for a couple of years. You'd be all right if you lived in the woods and you were just fishing and you just didn't have to deal with people. You could make it. Oh, yeah. Like if you didn't have a choice, like you're gonna live there, you wouldn't be. I feel so alone. I don't you'd, think I've ever said that in my life. I think it would take two years before you to realize you were alone. You're like, damn, it's been a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little bit now. I think I gotta go to the grocery store or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I. I don't know, man. It's just no matter who you are, you want to fit in. And then obviously people in life you see that really, really try hard. And it's kind of a painful thing to see. You can feel secondhand embarrassment for people where you're like, buddy, just relax. Like, you don't have to, like, lie so often. You could be transparent. You could say, I don't know that. Or, like, you know, what? And people appreciate that. If you're like, hey, man, you heard of this? And you're like, nope. But if you're like, yeah. Oh, people do that all the time. And they haven't. No. Like it, I know for a fact, you know, I mean, hey, people want to be accepted so much these days and they really forget about it. It's just, you know, be yourself and then because the know, right people, the right like people it. are going to come into your life. Like there's no way, no matter who you are, like if high school was not time for me at all. <laughs> me either, dude. I did not, you know. And but, we're not ugly. And the only re- <laughs> and there's so much pressure in that situation because they're like, these are the best years of your life. No, I'll tell you right now. The reason why high school is the best years of your life is because you're almost you're a young adult with no responsibilities. Yeah. You have no bills. You don't have you have a easy job, you know? What I mean, you got your first car, you can you're drinking when you're not supposed to. Like those are the fun times, not the fucking actual school and friends and shit, but No. Uh, you are very correct, man. If you act like your fucking self, the coolest people to you will be in your life and that like care about you cuz I tell you what, I mean, I'm sure everyone feels this way, but when I look at my friend, like, we're a bunch of oddities, man. We're different characters. Like, if you were going to introduce me to somebody, you would have a conversation pretense. Like, all right, I'm bringing my friend over. He doesn't shut the fuck up. He likes scary movies. All right, he's kind of a character. Like, you know, there's conversations involved, but I kind of like that, man. It's like an A-team of people, and um, I don't know. I'm fucking appreciative for that. I think that's very funny, though, and a very good point, but... Patrick Bateman is just like a mirror of that man and you just know so many fucking people like that where you're like man do you, 
bring it in, bro. I'll give you a fucking hug. You're all I right, man. I try so hard, though. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Like, you, chill out. Yeah, take a fucking break. <laughs> like, you know, you could try hard on a couple. Th- like, you could be a car guy if you're a car guy. Or you could be, like, a, a clothes guy if you're a clothes guy. But, like, don't be everything. That, that shit will eat you up, man. Like, what what do they say? Like, either you, you own your things or your things own you kind of thing. Like, you know, it's nice to have nice things. But don't drive yourself nuts fucking going after them. Like... And everybody's guilty of it to some extent. Everybody is guilty of it to a small degree. Sometimes it's almost like ignorance is bliss. You're jealous of those people that are like, we're going to fucking stay in this trailer and we don't give a fuck about nothing. Like, you're like, damn, dog. I'm just jealous. Like, do you guys stay up till 4 a.m. just like, my life, <laughs> grabbing your head, I got to do everything. So there's a little Patrick Bateman in all of us. Yeah, especially um, I know for a fact that if you've ever – like had to break up with a significant other in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. That breakup scene in the in the restaurant. Oh yeah, is so <laughs> fucking funny. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so hilarious. My favorite line. He's like, well, she's like, well, your friends are my friends, and my friends are your friends. Like that would never work. He's like, I thought about that. You could have them. <laughs> he despises you so much. But what about? <laughs> What about <laughs> she goes? You can have them. She goes. <laughs> she goes. Well, what about our past, Patrick's? Like we never really shared one. <laughs> so cool. Oh, I know. I love it. I fucking love it. He's like, uh, she goes. What do you want me to do? He's like, if you want to do anything for me, you'll stop making this scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> she just falls and loses. <laughs> Reese Weatherspoon, man. Oh, no. That's and she a goes, silent role from her, but she yeah. does so good at oh, it. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. She, Absolutely. She's not stealing the show. And then, of course, we got the most famous line of all time, <laughs> which I'll bust this out randomly, man. I'll just start leaving, and somebody will go, where are you going? I have to go return some videotapes. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> And even that in itself, it's like I have this responsibility. I watch new movies. I see things. It's like a flex, man. Like the whole thing is a fucking flex. And I, I've also seen theories too to say like, you know, like not even like joking. Like, the, you know, he has like Asperger's or autism or like he was on the spectrum. And then like rewatching it, like you could totally see it. Uh, I was listening to something where the director, Mary uh, Heron, and she was talking about when she was talking with Christian, she was saying like, hey, I want you to almost like look like you're a fucking Martian trying to like learn how people do things. Like you don't know how people react. Yeah. And when he has that dinner with Will- William De- <laughs> Willem Dafoe, and how have we not mentioned Mr. Dafoe this far? Like he's a great actor. He's the, I mean, he's the cop trying to... De- detective trying to find all these murder you know yeah i love that guy yeah he's like who the fuck's been doing it so that was a really great scene but he he goes out to lunch with him mm-hmm. and when he's eating like christian's just watching willem dafoe as he's eating and then like willem will eat and then christian will like mimic and eat mm-hmm. it's like a very good acting and you really don't notice it until you're like watch it again and kind of pick up on it but like when he wants to kill somebody he watches texas chainsaw massacre beforehand before he has sex, he watches porn. Yeah. Like, he wants to do, he wants to be at the peak and the top of everything. Yeah. And it's like the competition of life of trying to, like, p- 
put yourself up there. Yeah. And that kind of neat though. Like he's like, I want to kill somebody, so this is what I'm gonna watch. Yeah. I want to fuck, so this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And it's like weird, awkward sex the whole time. He's like looking at himself in the mirror. The oh whole no, time. I love what he's sitting there flexing. <laughs> just. <laughs> it's very awkward sex. You're right. <laughs> But man, what a what a kill though that that little thing where so he's in some I don't know where he is is he in like an abandoned building or is he in a, like a hotel loft or where where the fuck is he an apartment or something um for what kill for the two uh uh, uh hooker hookers kills. yeah I I think he's in his place to be honest with you are you sure because he no there's no there's way. the stairway scene and is that his own building. I think I thought it was. It, you may be right. It um, may be, maybe not be. I'm, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyways, either way, it could be a hotel or yeah. his suite. Yeah. So so he has this awkward sex with these two uh, hookers. Hookers, and uh, it's starting to get really. You can tell it's starting to go south. So then, first, what he does is I, I'm pretty sure he starts just eating this girl, like, like literally eating, like consuming her flesh and fucking biting her. And she's screaming and he looks up, he's got blood all over him. It's intense. Yeah. But then he chases this other hooker. She tries to run going through the hallways, yelling on, banging every door. There is a full blown chainsaw going through (laughs) this apartment building. Yeah. So she starts going down the stairs and then he's just sitting there just revving it up, just waiting for her. And he times it out perfectly, just drops it and then, Bam, hits her at the bottom. Perfect. It was a great kill. Great fucking kill. And even though it wasn't correct, even though that wouldn't happen if you dropped the chainsaw, no. Still, it doesn't matter. No, it was dope. Yeah, it was awesome. And the fact that <laughs> But that's that's but that to me, so you're going back to the theory of the movie is that's the scene that makes me kind of think that it's fantasy. Because you're there's no fucking way. Like, even in movie land, yeah. that many people in that many building didn't notice a chainsaw and a guy screaming, walking ah! down in his underwear covered in blood. <laughs> I think chainsaw. he was naked. He might have been naked. I think Pro- he was okay, naked. Okay, he probably was naked. But, <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the scene that kind of makes it seem it's somewhat fantasy to me. Well, there's an but, ant on the table, dude. Yeah, no, I let him go. Ah, fuck face. Okay, I've never seen anybody struggle with killing an ant just like you did. What the fuck was he that? He was juicy. He's like a big boy. Dude, he was. <laughs> He's like one of them old big ants. He was the ant. <laughs> he was the ant father. It's one of them. Dude, that problem. Anyway, I'm not getting into ants, but. Yeah, so that kill was great, but uh, got to talk about the whole, uh, what's his name, Paul Allen sequence of starting to take him well, out dude, to dinner. Like, can, can, look, and, and I don't want to mispronounce this chick's name, so I am looking because I've got the cast right here pulled up. So the, um, I don't know how, to, Chloe Savigny, I don't know how, his secretary. Yeah. That girl was an American horror story. She's a great actress. So like let's like lay this down. Okay, just real quick. Christian Bale, okay? Jared Leto, Reese Witherspoon, Willem Dafoe, that Chloe chick I just mentioned. Like that's just a handful of them. Like that's a superstar fucking cast. Yeah. That's incredible. That's only half of them, you're right, cuz there's other people that I recognize. I can't think the 
off the top of my head, but yeah, those those are like the A listers, and and yeah. like you said, the Paul Allen scene played by Jared Leto, uh, that's pretty much kind of who Christian Bale had like almost like a man crush on. Like he was really. Um, I thought it was because he was wanting to be like Patrick. Well, Paul was mimicking what Patrick was doing, or is that who Patrick here's wanted a, to be like him? It was another competitor. So, like, amongst Patrick's friend group, Patrick feels like he has superiority. Like, he feels like he's the coolest, or, like, he at least has enough swagger amongst himself where he feels like like one of the leaders in his group. Well, Paul Allen really isn't in his group, but he's, like, a competitor in his eyes. He's like, Paul Allen has the cool business card. He can get the reservations at the cool restaurants that Patrick can't right away. He's, like, a couple rungs above him. Okay. And... Patrick was just really, he was jealous. It was like kind of like man crush. He's jealous. Like he's like, fuck, dude. He's just doing everything right. Yeah. Like not only is he doing what I would have done, but he did it like a step better. And it's like, fuck, this guy's got it going on. And um, so Patrick invites uh, Paul over to his house. Well, first they go to a Mexican restaurant, which is yeah. hilarious. He <laughs> was like, do you want me to pay? Not if you want to keep your spleen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love how he says, I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? He has, like, With these this... intrusive thoughts and yeah. these sayings. And, like, I don't know about you, Ozark Mark, but I think this is why we're friends. Sometimes, like, my brain might just say the worst thing. And I'm like, oh, I can't say that. You know? Like, just... Like Bill Burr had that perfect skit where he's like, where you're driving down the road and you see a bunch of people standing on the sidewalk and you just, you know, you never do it. Right. But you just that, do, 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 do. just those intrusive thoughts. But Patrick kind of says them, which is funny. And like, yeah. that's why I think he's like on the spectrum of something as well, just because I, I find that very funny that you said like the breakup scene. He's just so fucking cold about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just so like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, no hold back. The whole movie, he's very much like that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he drops a couple F-bombs when he's talking about, you know, a person who wasn't an F-bomb. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like he <laughs> he said that, man. And it was like, whoa, buddy. Like, he was a total douchebag, a total narcissist. But it's because he got lost in the sauce. If you were like a little bit of Patrick Bateman, you could be successful. But this guy got lost in the sauce. Yep. But uh, anyway, so after the Mexican restaurant, uh, Patrick takes Paul back to his place. Of course, Paul, he got Paul drunk. Make it easier, of course. So he's got furniture all over his room. They're going to bang. No. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he, uh, he starts playing hip to be square. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on his whole spiel, which is hilarious. About does, Huey Lewis. Yeah. yeah, does some crazy funny moves. <laughs> he puts on a raincoat. <laughs> One of my favorite parts, he goes, is that a, Paul goes, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and just go right back to what he's saying. His whole interaction in there is great. I love how uh, Paul Allen goes, he's drunk. He's like, what's all the newspaper everywhere? You got like a dog, a chow or something? He's like, no, no. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> But then he grabs one of the most beautiful axes I've ever seen. And then this goes from fake to psycho in a split second and just murders the fuck out of him. 
You know, this film, even though there are women killed and it's about a man, who I think it's really about an insecure man, like to be honest with you, but to be quite truthful, usually they say the misogynistic or like the real psychotic horror films give you the POV of the killer, like kind of like eroticizes the, the, the murder of it, uh-huh. like the ones that we like do that. And um, <laughs> fucking this did not. Like, it, it gave you the upfront, but it was, like, very much imagery. It wasn't, um, there was blood, but you weren't getting the direct impact of things. It was, like, uh, very cool imagery, almost uh, psycho-esque, you know, yeah. the bathtub, or, you know, the shower scene, where you're not really seeing a knife go in. You just kind of see a bunch of cool imagery. Yeah. And I respect that about this, because it is an artsier movie, but they put enough blood and shit in it where it's like still badass and it's not too artsy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? The, it's like that perfect fucking blend. I mean, the kill scenes are still intense, but they're not like super graphic and gory, which again, they don't need to be. I don't need to see super graphic and gory all the fucking time. I agree. I like it. Sure. But sometimes I'm not, I don't need to be in the mood to see it. I just this, want kind of creative. Yeah, this this suffice these type of kills suffice are perfect. Mm-hmm. You know. They get the point across. They still give you the feeling of the kill scenes that you're supposed to have. But that's actually pretty interesting. It's like you tell you do tell me a lot of shit. We you know I know sometimes I, there's just times that it just bubbles out of knowledge of knowing things of what I know and what you know. What do you know here? We're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. So welcome to it here. This is the segment here where we're here to tell you once again something that you may or may know about this movie here. So if you know what we know, you're going to know what we know. But if you don't know what we know, you're about to find out what we know. And if you then you do know, and then you're going to have a we know gasm. So, you know, uh, be prepared for that. I heard people have great weenogasms to this show. That's just what I've heard. But that's neither here nor there anyway. So why don't you tell me something that you may or may not know about this movie here. Or you want me to go first? You want you to go first? You want me to go first? You want you, me, you, me? Which one is it? You know, you come here, you always blow my mind. So I I want you to go first. I want you to go first, lay down a little fact, maybe maybe about the movie, maybe about the actors. I don't know. Tickle my tail feather here. Okay, I'm going in three fingers deep here. Check this out. This is my fact here. So, you know, the uh, main actor in this movie, his name is Christian Bale. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. might know him today as, uh, you know, Batman or... Uh, yeah, I know him in Batman. Any other thing that he's done. Originally, back in 2000, this man... Had a voicemail, you know. You know, the answering machine type shit. Okay. There was people calling him, leaving him messages. Saying that if he took this role here as an American psycho. Okay. Patrick Bateman. Rowe. I know it's Bateman. You didn't let me finish. I'm sorry. Shut up. You look that way. Now, you did the thing where I forget what I was saying. Oh yeah, Patrick. No, Christian Bale. He had messages on his answering machine. Yeah. 
And they were a ton of messages telling him that if he took this role, it'd blow his career. He'd ruin his career. Well, yeah. I that's mean, amazing. That, that makes that's, sense. That's, no, it doesn't. No, no I'm well, saying it makes sense because he wasn't Batman yet. Well, so I yeah. can see somebody saying, like, because it's weird to think that Christian Bale would ruin his career. He could be Barney the fucking dinosaur in the next movie. He's still going to be, you know, he's going to be good. Yeah, he could. But I'll tell you what, uh, I'm, I'm very glad he ignored those voicemails because uh, to me, if you ask me, this is uh, one of his most memorable performances as an actor in this movie, American Psycho, as Patrick Bateman. It's, it's probably my favorite movie. It's top him. notch. Man, if you look at everything he's doing, what a guy. What a guy. They say acting's easy. It's Whoa. still pretty easy compared to other things, but the way he did it, that ain't easy, pal. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Well, that's actually pretty interesting. Cause that's, I know that's, that's fucking interesting. That's why I told you. It's well, no, I, I'm saying it's, it's interesting because that kind of leads me right into my fact here. It's about the, that lead role of Patrick Bateman. So... The director hired on Patrick, and you know the people hired on Patrick, right? Well, then all of a sudden, at the I think it was like the Cannes Film Festival or the Cannes Film Festival, um, the produ- the production company they offered the role to somebody else. So somebody they had, else. Yeah, they had two actors for the for one role at one time. Okay. That's like two girls, one cup stuff. Yeah, and actually, no, it wasn't the director who picked it. Like, it were, uh, who picked Patrick. I guess it was the hiring person, but they offered the role to this other person. This other person was Leonardo DiCaprio. Holy shit, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, there was even, like, to a point where they were giving him the option to pick the director he wanted, okay? And apparently it just wasn't what they wanted to do, and, you know, worked out better for Christian, which I'm thankful too, like you just said. But Leonardo, that would have been a little... That probably would have been good. I'm not going to say I like Leo. He's good. It, w- it would have been good, but it would have been... It would not have been great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, but I think what, what is should have been. No, Christian Bale looks <laughs> like a psychopath already by himself. He does, dude. He looks like a fucking Ken doll not, or something. No, see, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's dreamy, kind of. That's, he did, did, he he did did, that's why he did Titanic. Yeah. He's kind of dreamy. Yeah, this was right after can Titanic. You imagine, can you imagine if Christian Bale was in Titanic and Leo was in this? It wouldn't work. Get through the fucking boat! It wouldn't be work. Dude, can we can we talk about Christian Bale's Terminator freak out? You know, where he's behind the set. And he's like, you walking back there. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Dude. I tell you what. Uh, he really is the psycho. That's... He really is the psycho. I'm telling you, it makes him look like an asshole. He probably might be an asshole in real life. I don't fucking know. But uh, I'm not here to meet him. I'm here to watch him. And that's what I do. He's a great performer. Thing. Did yeah. you see him in that movie, The Mechanic? He lost like 900 pounds. He was like just a bag of bones. Oh, yeah. And he was great in, uh, what's that, Ford vs. Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. What a, he was what... in the movie The Fighter, American yeah. Hustle. He's in everything. Yeah, this yeah. guy. Ernest been... goes to jail. <laughs> Isn't Ernest goes to jail? Yeah, he's Ernest, I think. He ain't Ernest. Oh, okay. He wasn't. In that Are you one. stupid? He what? He wasn't. He wasn't Ernest. What the hell is wrong with okay. you? Don't you ever? Don't you ever confuse the great Ernest with anybody else? Jim Varney. That's that guy's name. Is that who it is? Yeah, Jim Varney. Okay, I believe that. But anyway, Not is that all you Ernest. know here? You know what I mean? I don't want to mean burn. <laughs> That's almost as good as your Sandra Bullock. So, is there anything else that you know here? I don't. No, I don't think so. I, I, I want some sandwiches. Some sandwiches. Well, then that's all we know here. Until next time. Until right, next season, because I heard it's a big episode. Here.
So I'd say most typically, you have to honestly use like a beard trimmer to trim your balls. Because if you're going in there with a razor, my guy, you're a psychopath. You're the real American psycho. With but, a razor? Yeah, the so people. You, so you're telling, wait, hold on. People do that. They shave their beanbag with a razor, man. Uh, versus, so you rather use an electric trimmer? For my beanbag, yeah. You are a psychopath. Then a razor? Yes, a razor glides. You ever do the brain? Okay, so that's when, first of all, you you, you cover your shit in shaving cream, okay? You uh, got a lot of shaving cream, uh, okay? Because it glides. Uh. You will prick yourself with an electric shave. No, I use, a, I use the guard. There's a guard. I'm not going straight to skin. Like, you know, I, I'm using a little bit of guard Yeah, but here. if you want a nice smooth one, okay, oh, you, I'll you be grit s- the brain. It, like, comes up in here and you get the brain so it's all, like, blown out of proportion and shit. I'll be slimy down there, guy. Like, I'll be, things won't be right, bro. It'll be, like, you know, Mississippi burning. It'll, it, it won't be good down there. You don't use, the, you don't use enough shaving cream. But I barely. I no, don't, no, no. Like I'm not really saying. Do. I'm but saying then, my balls will stink because you know you can't. You can, you need some hair. Well, the down only there. problem with actually using the razor is the uh, like weak period where the the hairs are prickly. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh shit. Are hurts. we back on? Are we back on? Yeah. Oh what? Oh well. Well, I thought you just wanted to go with it. I don't know. Yeah. No. I'll talk about anything. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah. Well, now that but we're the, back on the, the move. Oh, sorry, guys. Idea. Look, guys. No, we weren't. Are... We weren't talking about anything gross. We were talking about tennis balls. Right. Um. Anyways. Anyways, guys. This is this is American Psycho. This is a great piece of film here. This is a good thing. Um. I don't know. I. We do always. I like this, even though it's not a full segment. I very much enjoy that we say our favorite parts of the movie because other people might relate. So, uh, why don't you tell me your favorite part? Or I, I don't know if you've mentioned that already or not. I just I I think, enjoy it. I think we we've mentioned the scene already, but uh, my my favorite part is uh, when he breaks up with uh, his uh, fiance in the restaurant. He's just so cold and speaks his mind, and I know for a fact there's many men. In America, <laughs> that wish they could, <laughs> that wish they could do it like Chris, like Christian Bale did in this scene. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. It's just we got to talk. It's, this is not working out. Like I think we should see other people, and she's just like not having it. And he just has this point blank teller. <laughs> yes, it's over. I love the fact that you know, well, your friends are my friends, and my friends are your friends. It's like. You could have him. <laughs> he just, hates her so much that he can just give her everything in his life just to go away. You know that, like, they'll say like that to girls. Like, girls, you know, there's nothing you can do. Or, you know, there's nothing like loving a guy who's not afraid to be alone. And it's like, I've never, like, really thought about that till I read it. And it's like, yeah, that's a good point. Like, a guy that's just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to kind of hang out in here. And they're like, Wait. No. And, like, he's just got that, like, super energy, like, where he's just like, I don't give a fuck. There's nothing you can do that's going to upset me. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, because you, obviously, when you're in a relationship, you know, you're just not like that. You might have your moments. You could have your fun moments where, you, you know, where, where you get your jabs in there. But for the most part, you're like, yeah, I'll help you. I'm on the way. All right. Hold on. Are you here with the groceries? Okay. That's right. what love is, man. Things you do for love. Courage Cowardly Dog quote. It's a good quote. It's a song. What is your favorite part, Christian Remy? I do enjoy the card scene a lot, but now that I'm thinking about it, to be honest with you, 
I really like this opening montage where Patrick introduces himself because he's narrating a story and he just introduces himself in his morning and he's like waking up in this like just fucking gorgeous, beautiful like penthouse suite that like, I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine what that would fucking cost. I don't want to know. Like, dude, insanity. I don't know. I don't know what it would have cost in the 80s when this is supposed to take place. Yeah, yeah. but even if, like, I'm saying if it was now, like, you're paying, t- Jesus, you're paying 10 Gs a month, easy. Like, just easy. Mm-hmm. Like, craziness. Um, that being said, he just wakes up in this perfect house, and he's, like, he's, like, just in his fucking underwear working out and, like, doing this crazy shit. He wakes up, and he goes into, like, his fridge, and he's, like, Sometimes if my face is puffy when I wake up, I put an ice pack on before I do my crunches. I can do a thousand now. And then he's like, goes to the shower. He's like, I use a skin exfoliating mask. Then afterwards, I use this on the body and this for my hair. And he's like going through like this crazy routine. And you're just seeing how like meticulous he is on each little fucking thing. And you just see how that can consume somebody. But that if you just watch that opening scene, you're like, this guy's a fucking psycho, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, this isn't like a normal guy. This guy's fucking nuts. No, that's a dead giveaway right there. And the whole movie is a satire. I mean, it's all a satire. It's all a joke. Like, it's meant to be funny. Even though there's a, some serious undertones, like, it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's a definitely, like, wink-at-the-crowd moments where you're just like, <laughs> like... How how do you not laugh at that dinner scene? How do you not laugh where he's, Patrick, you're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> how do you not laugh at the card scene? How do you not laugh? It's not a good bathroom to go coke. <laughs> how do you not, not laugh at these scenes, man? Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's. And there's some scenes that I'm forgetting right now, just because there's so many great ones. Do you remember uh, the ATM scene where he shoves the cat? So, like, he goes up to the ATM... And he, like, puts this cat, like, it says, feed me cat, or feed me cat. Like, yeah. it reads that. He, like, puts his cat through the fucking ATM, like, shoots him. And he, like, gets that homeless guy yeah. and his dog. Mm-hmm. He goes, like, on a fucking rampage just walking through the city. Yeah. Just nuts. Just nuts. Just killing folks out here. There's something about psychopaths, man. I don't know what it is, but they're so goddamn interesting. They are. They are. And he's, the like, the perfect guy. He's not some, like, crazy, deranged homeless man or some, like, demon or entity. He's a guy that could get away with anything. Yeah, like, and that's that's kind of terrifying in itself because you know there's human beings on this planet that can do anything and get away with anything. Dude, like, yeah, like, let's just say he's, like, some Wall Street guy and he's making all this money. He's single. He's, like, 27 in the movie. No kids. Like, just perfect. He has, like, the world by the fucking balls. But it means nothing to him. Right. Like, he just wants recognition. And all this keeping up is just driving him nuts, man. Just driving him nuts. But I definitely think it's meant to be funny, so. Well, it's funny to me, so that's how I took it. You should do him for Halloween one time, because it'd be easy. I know, I just got by a suit. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I could do that. Just get an axe. Even just order, like, a replica one. No, I'm just going to show up in a raincoat. (laughs) raincoat with the suit on yeah <laughs> i'm just dancing all night yeah that would be fun it would be because it would be like not that much of a pain in the ass to do no like, no you just throw it on and go out the door perfect you like hope it's cold outside you're just standing outside and we have the projector out playing horror movies okay tell your wife not to plan a halloween party okay because we're gonna have one i don't think we'll have a house to have one anyway Okay. Well, Mark actually lives on Skid Row in a tent. So if you guys can please start telling your friends about our podcast so he can get out of this tent, 
look, I didn't want to put you on blast, dude, but, you know, th- we need help. We need help out here. So tell your friends about this damn show, guys. All right? I know you guys enjoy it. Give us some good ratings. Share it to the world. Do us a flavor. Speaking and, of flavor, you know, I think you need to sprinkle a little bit of your own flavor on this bitch right now. Floppy horror rating, baby, yeah! Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Welcome to it. One, two, three, and the place to be is the sloppy horror rating. Here, and we are here to rate the movie. Me, not so much. But Christian Ramey, he's the one that everybody loves. Why? Because he's a fucking horror nerd and he knows so much shit. And he's got a nice pair of teeth, too. <laughs> so everybody loves that. So, chompers. Christian's going to rate this horror movie if this is your first time here. We say welcome and send nudes. <laughs> so, it's a four category system. Three of the categories worth three points. Last category is worth one point for a total of ten points altogether. Yes, and they can be stars, cookies, pumpkins, cigarettes, waters, whatever the fuck you want to give you points by. Ten cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh... <laughs> This movie's worth 10 cigarettes. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. 10 cigarettes. Premium A-class cigarettes. Parliaments. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I don't know either. But let's go on to the first category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating, and that is casting. Okay. Not only does this movie have just an A-plus actor list that we've we've been through Christian Bale, Willem Dafoe, Reese Witherspoon, Jared Leto, that Chloe chick from American Horror Story. Um it just really just keeps going. But the people who aren't the main characters, like Reese Witherspoon was people don't understand that with acting. Like a lot of times it's hard with acting for big time actors to accept their role as the B role or the C role. But those roles are oftenly needed in movies. Just real quick. Think Freddy versus Jason. You remember the guy who had the brother who died and he like lived in his van and he like laid so much backstory that whole movie. Like, no, you can't fall asleep because Freddy does this or does that. But you don't think of him as the star character. But when you go back and watch, you're like, that guy actually laid down the foundation for the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Randy and Scream. Like there's these characters where they're like, you're not the main character but you kind of like are though like reese witherspoon did a great job at just like being one of those people and i think everybody did people wanted to make a good picture they didn't want to be the star and some of these people are still young in their career so it's very interesting and reese witherspoon at that time was very hot man she was like fucking coming off a lot of movies she did cruel intentions i don't know what year that came out but it's like right around that time um you know Legally Blonde, all that shit was starting to come out. So for her to be like a getting dumped in the restaurant very meanly and just walking around with the pig and just kind of hanging out and chilling, that's awesome. Like, yeah, it's just one of those movies where some of these A-list actors, when they're in horror movies, they're doing stuff that you don't expect them to do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it works so well sometimes. It's very refreshing sometimes. Now, I love the general horror actors, of course. Yeah. But it's always refreshing to see some new some people out of their element and they, and do it well, so... What is your rating here for casting? Three. 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 And Three. But, but real quick, you do make a good point at that, because usually I look at it like directors. We're like, ooh, Stanley Kubrick, he's not a horror director, but he made this. Rosemary's Baby from Polanski. I always look at directors, but I never really look at that in the eyes of, like, 
you're right. Like they aren't all horror actors. They're all just kind of their uh, actors. Right. So yeah, it's a good point. But that's why it's a three. Yes, three. Very good. That's three out of ten so far. We're going to go on to the next uh, category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That is fuck with the kills. Dude, what Dead. a what a what a wide variety. We're killing homeless people. What an oversized load. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of stuff. Okay, chainsaw murders. Ah, cannibalism. Right, dude. I'm not trying to pander because I like this movie. I'm telling you, there's a wide variety, and it's like artsy and gory at the same time. It's that fine line. We always say it. You get too gory, kind of becomes comedy. Yeah. You get too not not enough gore, it's kind of an artsy picture. That's right. I don't know if you agree with me, but I think this sucker's right in the middle, man. There's a decent amount of blood. It's axe murders. There's chainsaws. They're eating people. But it's not like it's like grab you in your fucking face and it's like a Saw movie or something. It's it's that perfect blend. Yeah, and these are type of kills where you don't have to think too hard. Like you automatically know them all if you've seen this movie mm-hmm. at least a couple times. You can name all the kills and very how memorable they are. You have an axe, the chainsaw. The stabbing, cannibalism. It hits all it's it's the four main food groups there, dog. Yeah. And then you remember when he shoots the fucking car and it explodes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I'm not trying to pander, but I really gotta give this a three, man. Very creative, very Woo! amazing. Three. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah. What a rating there. So that is six out of ten. Mm-hmm. We are moving right along here. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to the next category here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. That is Fear. Is this movie entice fear? Is it scary? So I'm really trying to like have a. So you and I are men, okay? I would say athletic, all right? I'm not going to say we're fucking chads. That's mean to say to ourselves. But we are. We aren't afraid when we walk in a parking lot at nighttime to our car. Sure. Okay? But that is a real fear for women. You know, like to go out on a date with a guy. You mm-hmm. don't know what the fuck's going to happen when you go out with this dude. This dude could be super nice guy and flip the, you know, f- flip the whole script and be like, hey, I'm going to fucking kill you. He's going to flip the script, buddy. Yeah, and he's going to get you. He's going to get you. He's so, get you. I do think there are fear elements to this movie, but I think it's more fearful for women. And I'm not saying that like in a derogatory sense. I'm just saying there are fucking guys that are psychopaths out there. And if you analyze it in that sense, I think it it is scary to people. But I don't think it really is scary to men. Um, I don't think it – I think it's kind of funny because it's so satirical. Like you said, can't do coke in this bathroom. I'm super mean to this girl. Like it's almost like – you remember the unforgivable skits, like the early YouTube where he's like in the woods where he's like, I told that bitch. And you're like, you would never fucking say that. That's why that's funny. Yeah. Like – Anybody where you're like, yes, honey, you've said that before, and you hear some guy say, like, look, bitch, and you're like, it's funny because you would never say that, and it's like this guy's balls are like the size of the sun, and um, I think that's what kind of makes it that funny for dudes, and it's more of like a shock funny because you're like, damn, dude, but I, I really don't think it's scary for guys, so I'm going to give this movie a one and a half on on fear, one and a half. Because it is scary to people, but not everyone. It's like half right down the middle. Well, that's just downright fucking logical, man. Yeah. I love it. 
So that is a 1.5 for fear. So that brings us a total of 7.5 out of 10. And we're going to go on to the final one-point category in the Sloppy Horror Podcast rating. And that is Christian Ramey. We ask him, do you fucks with this movie? Now, when we say fucks, it means, does he like this movie? Does he recommend this movie? Is he going to watch this movie again? Do you fucks with this movie, Christian Ramey? I do. I do, and I recommend it heavy. And even though this this horror flick isn't a 10 out of 10, it almost isn't a horror flick. It's almost like a, a it's like a um, satirical horror. It's not a comedy horror, but it's like a... Um, Almost like a, 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 a an art piece, but it's not too hard to think about because Ozark and I are not necessarily uh, we don't want really deep horror films. Uh, we'll watch them, sure, but that's not necessarily what we're coming for. But if it is for you, no big deal. But if you're like I am, you could fall in this, and you you could say, okay, maybe it's not a ten out of ten. It's not all the way the stamp of horror. It's not all the way there to give it like a ten out of ten. But I do fucks with it, and this is a high rating. This is a high rating. This is a great movie. I recommend it. I fucks with it. What's that, eight and a half? He fucks with it. So that is a total of eight and a half out of ten. Yeah. That is a solid A minus. Yeah, man. If you do the percentage, I think. I don't fucking know. What is that, 85%? Yeah. That's a high B. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's still good. I'll yeah. be happy with a high B, absolutely. But this movie, this mm-hmm. movie's a great movie, and it's very, it's very unique. It's... There's not many like this movie if you haven't seen it. But I highly doubt that you haven't seen it. But if you haven't, yo, yeah, bro, go what, find what it right now and enjoy your night with this because you will probably love it and you're probably going to watch it again at some point like everybody I know has, like yeah. we have. It's Multiple great. times. It's very great. Very unique. Very great. So that's fantastic. So, Christian Ramey. We're coming to an end here on our journey through season three here in the Sloppy Horror Podcast. We are. <clears throat> it has been a great season. It's been so, an amazing season. Why Thank don't all you, of you tell us what we can look forward to in the next season, where we can get a hold of us, where you can uh, chat with yourself and okay. other horror fans of the Sloppy Horror Podcast alike. Yep. There's some things that we have. So why don't you tell them what we have and how they can get a hold of the things that we had. So Ozark and I have started an OnlyFans. It's pretty cool. We put on these masks. Okay, no, we have not. We have not done that. We have not. <laughs> we have not done that. So here's what's going on, guys. It's great stuff. I, I much say that this has been an awesome season. Great stuff. I appreciate all of you guys. You guys have all fucking, uh, you know, reached out. And um, there's been people that send us stuff. Like even, you remember that cat Condry sent us some music. Like there's people that have been sending us shit. Um yeah. Conjured music. He sent us some music. We yeah. got us. We got some candles from uh, uh, just you know this this girl Jess. She sent us some candles. Our buddy Joe. He sent us some fuck. He sent us. Look at this, guys. Look how fucking fresh this is. Joe, our friend Joe. He sent us this. Uh, I don't want to get the glare on it, but it's American Werewolf in London. Um, autograph from David. Yes, Naughton. very awesome. Thank you to Joe. Yeah. So you guys. Here's what you guys can look forward to. Ozark and I have been working very diligently at finding the best sourcer for our merchandise. So 
that's what we're on. We're going to have merch for you guys soon. And some some of you OGs, we got shit for you guys. Uh, you know, so just reach out to us. Some of you, you OGs, let me tell you right now, I'm going to make your shirts myself. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I, I mean, that's not a lie. I'm literally am. So if you're an OG... OG, triple OG, you are going to get a specialized shirt just for you. But, of course, we will have other merchandise available once we figure this shit out because, you know, we're yeah. a little bit busy these days. But we're trying our best here. So we'll get that up to you. We'll have a website for that. And on top of that, okay, so this has been a great season. We've met all these new people. You guys have been very supportive. But in order for us to grow, we got to stay up on everything. So, I mean, you guys, I don't know what platforms you're on, from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok. We're on there. So, you know, some shares, some likes, whatever. That We, we very much appreciate that. Like, I hate those guys that are like, smash that like button, bro. I'm not trying to do that, but we are trying to get to more listeners. So, if you enjoy the show, thank you for reaching out. We'll also soon have a P.O. box. Um, so, you guys can send us shit. Because this next season... It's going to be incredible. We're going to have all different kind of new dynamics to episodes, okay? Hey, we're going to be talking about some of the classics like we do, okay? Classics. We'll be dropping some news on your bitch ass. News. All kinds of news, okay? And you know what else is going to be very cool? We're going to do director episodes where we go in on our favorite directors. We're going to go in on some of our favorite actors, some of just the crazy theories and horror movies. We'll just have episodes dedicated to things we fucking find cool in horror and we think that we can give you an hour conversation about. That's what we're going to do. But I also must mention, as far as platforms, if you guys are Discord users, now eventually I will post that link, but the link changes uh, from time to time. So I don't want to just keep it posted up. And also, I, I very much want to avoid like troll people. You know, it is what it is. They'll always come in and we can take care of those. But if you are interested in joining our Sloppy Horror Discord, please reach out to us on any form on our Twitter, on our Instagram. I have all the links in the, in, in the description. It's so a, it's a great chat room uh, with uh, people just like yourself. Good people in there, gets wacky and wild during the watch parties Well, and, and all and, that stuff. And it's your direct way. To, I mean, obviously, you can contact us through any of the platforms, any of the messengers. But, like, that's a, we're on there daily, and you can communicate with us and let us know. There's, a, you know, different sections, if you're familiar with Discord, different channels where you can, you know, episode suggestions, horror shit posting, just general whatever. If you guys want to reach out to us, let us know what's going on. Join the family, all right? We're wrapping up the season. It's awesome, man. Like, it's fucking incredible. Like, we're riding on a high here, baby. Now, we only give you a week gap, okay? We only do one week off, so it's not like we're going, coming back in December. I mean, we take a fucking week off. That's all we do. Go back and listen to one of the episodes you maybe haven't listened to. Or, you know, fucking... Christian Ramey, he goes live all the time. So if you can't get enough of Christian Ramey, he's on live almost every day on TikTok. You can catch him there. That's Sloppy Horror Podcast on TikTok. That's right. Yep. You That's can find right. us there, man. That's right. And we do watch parties on the Discord, so we're watching scary movies every fucking night, man. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot more fun than I thought it would be to be able to communicate with people because there's certain parts in the movie where somebody's like says something funny. Like we were watching A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, okay, and the nun popped up like Freddy's mom. And I don't know where it came to me, but I said she kind of looks like a California raisin. 
and everybody just fucking lost it, dude. I mean, it was, but it's funny, man, to like be able to communicate and laugh with people like while you're watching a movie. Yeah, it's like a new age mystery science theater, but you're involved. Exactly. So thank you guys so much from the bottom of our fucking hearts. American Psycho, baby. We end it with American Psycho. That's one of our favorites, dog. And we're going to keep some of our favorites in the bag because it's like we need those to drop from time to time. Um, we're not just going to drop all of our favorites. We very much want to incorporate what you want. So reach out to us. Don't be giving us weird shit to do. But, you know, what do you want to hear us talk about? We'll take whatever you say into consideration. Yeah, and it's convention season two. If you see us out, come say something to us. We are there. Okay, we were just in, in Indianapolis last weekend at the Days of the Dead convention. Lots of fun. Had a lot of fun time with all you people. It's good stuff. Good it's good st- stuff. Yeah, man. Good stuff as always. It's good toast. Well, on behalf of me, your f- <laughs> on behalf of me, your favorite producer, Ozark Mark. Yep. I love you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And that is Christian Ramey, the horror nerd. Yeah. And we will see you boys and girls when we see you next time. We're going to end this with some uh, sloppy horror ASMR. I'm going to drag my nutsack across the mic.